0: Welcome back to Project 99. It is March 28th, 2021. Um, we have a couple different topics. We have a lot
1: to... of stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, well, what do you want to start with? It's be uh, a good show. Start with local news. That'll be the yeah, local news. smallest. We'll work our way up.
1: Okay, so locally in West Virginia, um, the West Virginia state legislature passed a ban on transgender student athletes participating in um middle and high school on team on sports teams that match their gender identity so it's nice to know that the west virginia delegates are so concerned about our quality of life in west virginia that this is what they're spending their time yeah on. you know
0: pollution poverty lack of jobs lack of health care overdoses all of, every you know, other week yeah horrible 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 drug epidemic going on here but uh Let's focus on this. I mean, I'm quite sure that the population in West Virginia of trans people is probably below 5%. So I don't know why they felt the need to um, even bring this up onto the table. But
1: well, you know, my mom is as we've talked many, many times on the show about that. She's a hardcore right winger. And, you know, we got into a conversation about transgender people and she's literally losing her shit. Okay. And I was like, mom, statistically, do you know how much of a percentage of the population trans people make up? I mean, honestly, anything they pass in regard to that, how is it ever going to affect your life? Like, I understand you have an opinion on it, but the way she was flipping out about it, it's like, what the, like, where is all this, like, angst and anger coming from? Like, it's not going to affect you. Yeah, like, did, seriously, did a trans person, like,
0: victimize you as a child by, like, stomping a puppy in front of you? What the fuck is your personal beef? It's I mean, just, oh my God. And a lot
1: of it is right-wing media, because she's an addict to right-wing media, and so is my dad. So, you know, they feed the fear, they feed the gr- the the grievance constantly because that's how they get their popularity is by feeding grievance. So, um, but in regard to this issue, you know, I kind of, I kind of look at this issue in the same way that the transgender bathroom thing, like, it's, if you can find a simple solution that doesn't require you to go at each other's throats, like, let's try for that third option. And to me... You know, the bathroom thing. I, I don't understand why we don't just have like real bathrooms with like stalls of doors at the top of the floor so that like any person of any gender or any persuasion whatsoever can use any bathroom. Yeah, like i don't gonna get to uh,
0: when we were traveling and we were in Europe, I know there was quite a few places because as a person with a stomach problem, I'm pretty sure I used every fucking bathroom <laughs> um, from
1: France to <laughs> Ireland. But um,
0: there were quite a few that just didn't have gender signs on them at all.
1: Or there was only one. With right, stalls. and a lot of them are coin operated, so you just go up you and pay. put a coin yeah. in, and you go in, and that's how they maintain the bathrooms. <clears throat> so, you know, there's not like a section. You just, but, but you can't see anything. It's completely private. So, I, I guess there are solutions to some of these problems that don't require us to like pick a side and like attack each other. So, just for the-
0: reference, to to that number, uh, Williams Institute dot law dot UCLA dot edu has it quoted from two different studies. Um, most recent was 2011 and it says 0.3% of the U S adult population, roughly 700,000 people identify as transgender, right? 0.3%. So not that these people shouldn't be represented and make sure that we have equality, but to, Oh my God, to, to just the level that these people, you probably in somewhere like Wayland, West Virginia, you might not ever even fucking meet someone who's trans. So what, what are you fucking worried about? Right. but yeah
1: so it's it's kind of a but as far as the kids sports okay a lot of people you know their kids play sports so this they might think this directly affects them my feeling is that you know there should be a separate category before people get upset think about this like whether you have boxing or um you know wrestling that there's different weight classes and i'm not a sports person so i'm not going to delve any deeper than this but the idea is to compete on a level with people who are this basically have the same skill set abilities you because there's no way like a super lightweight boxer is going to beat a heavyweight boxer it's just and that's why we have women and men's sports in the first place because there's a different physicality that allows men to have a different level of competition than women and we don't put them together so I feel like transgender people are in a cat- a unique category a, a category that deserves to be respected but in in a, in a field where the entire competition depends on physicality that is determined by your you know what I'm saying? like, I just feel like they should have their own, you know uh, set of sh- they should have their own competition. Well, like we, why, why would before that be terrible? We
0: dive too deeply into this. Um, let's go over exactly what the bill is that was passed.
1: Um, this is a House bill. It's 32.93. It says, uh, it now heads to the Senate, which is also controlled by a Republican supermajority, which West Virginia, you know, that's what it is here. Thursday's vote came despite Democrats noting there were no known issues with this in West Virginia and despite their impassioned speeches. So, in other words, like, they don't even have a single case of a person that's being disenfranchised um, by a person being allowed to play, but they're, they preventatively are worried about it. That's what kills me. Like, there's not other issues that you need to focus on before preemptively trying to discriminate against somebody. Jesus it's just a level of pathetic that I just it's embarrassing it really is embarrassing like West Virginia has so many real issues and you know at least wait until there is a problem and then take it up issue with it well somehow
0: I can't help but think too that maybe this has something to do with uh, the fact that we West Virginia uh, Wheeling specifically our city has been in national headlines over the past year because we have elected the first transgender woman to city council, mm-hmm. and she, you know, was in national headlines for it. Mm-hmm. And somehow, I just feel like uh, that pissed off a lot of angry old <laughs> white Republican politicians. That or maybe they got to prove
1: that West Virginia's still manly, like men are still in charge in West Virginia. So we got to make sure we pass this bill so people will know. Like, just because there's one on city council wheeling doesn't mean like we're okay with this. Like, right? Like, I, 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 have,
0: I mean, and I have zero proof of that. Obviously, it's just a personal opinion. But somehow, I just feel like we made one big step forward that made national headlines, so now they just have to make a fucking point right? to just, like, push back f- for, for nothing. For nothing. I mean, we live in a fucking... <clears throat> we, we have a, a, you know, democratic system. She was elected, okay? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just... I don't know. I, I have... I feel like it's a slight... <laughs> right. But anyway, so I did want to...
1: Wait, and before we go on to other... new, uh, We had a lo- little bit other local news. So we have a thing called a crime map in Wheeling. And, you know, we listen to the scanner. We tell you guys all about the the crime that goes on in our neighborhood. But there's actually a crime map where you can go and you can see, like, the most recent events in your area, what's happened. And it covers all of Wheeling. Okay. And we live on that little island in the middle of the river. So normally when we look at the crime map, like, (laughs) and shout out to Kai because he loves our local segment. Um, The the, the, the ODs and, like, the worst crime is usually on the island and in South Wheeling. Okay. But like this week, honest to God, there were like assaults and robberies and all kind of manner of shit going on everywhere in Wheeling. And you know what they cited somebody for on, on on Wheeling Island? Jaywalking. Wow. I mean, it was all citation stuff. Like there wasn't anything big that happened on Wheeling Island. And I was like, Is this for real? Like this is like the the flips, this is like I don't know what's happening. Like
0: somebody actually I think it was a friend of mine, I think it was my friend Chad posted somebody posted about um you know when people refer to an area as dangerous what they actually you know when white people say an area is dangerous what they actually mean is that it's black (laughs) and i was just like man that doesn't surprise me but like he's totally right because i can't tell you how many people just acted absolutely terrified for me when i moved from marshall county which is like basic i I would i would wager to say probably 99 percent white um Maybe only that one percent, because there are a lot of Hare Krishna people who live there because of the Palace of Gold, and a lot of them are um, Indian, I Indian. think, right? Mm-hmm. They're from India. East
1: India.
0: Um, <coughs> but yeah, so everyone acted so terrified, and that like, I mean, I just started getting scared. Like, I started telling people I bought a house over here. You know, I never really spent a lot of time there, but like, you know, my boyfriend's family's from there, and it seemed nice or whatever. And so I moved here, and I just, I, f- I honestly feel like that's that's why. I mean, they they could never, they could never. Tell me a story about somebody they know they got hurt over here or was involved in a crime Mm -hmm. or like no stories, no crime statistics, nothing. Just warned me about how dangerous it was. So I like move here. I meet all my neighbors. A majority of them are just like elderly people. So I'm like, okay,
1: like what am I missing here? (laughs) Um, I mean there's a lot are, of stuff that goes on the island. Let's let's not be coy about it. During
0: the day I just like I see people <laughs> walking their dogs and pushing strollers and stuff. That's shit, what I said.
1: It's like at night the zombies come out. Like on the island, if you walked on Wheeling Island, like yeah, there's some like really run down properties, but like there's nice houses too. And like you're walking around, everybody's smiling, everybody's nice or whatever, and then like the sun goes down and it's like I hope your your pumpkin has not turned. <laughs> Your carriage hasn't turned back into a pony yet because you better get your ass home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... It gets, like, crazy. Like, people getting beat up and cars broken into and... But a lot of it... Yeah, I mean,
0: we do have a lot of that. We do have a lot of property crime in Wheeling in general um, because we have such a bad drug problem in this area. But as far as, like, like people getting directly, like, like mugged or fucking attacked or anything or, like, there was, like, other... People talk about all the shootings that happened over here, which... They talk about it like it's super frequent, but I think mm-hmm. there's been like, there was like one last year. Um, but like, they're all drug involved. You know what I mean? They're not random. No,
1: they're not all drug involved. Some are domestic violence. Um, the one lady, yeah, the one lady last year, girlfriends that wasn't and domestic. Boyfriends, but it's, like, like, it's not random. One. You know what I mean?
0: It's not like somebody mugs somebody or, right, on the street yeah. and stabbed them to death. Right. It's like people who have, you know, relationships with other people and they and they go bad for one way or another, mm-hmm. whether it's a domestic or if it's. You know, drug related. You know what I mean? It's not just yeah. random. It's not like somebody's. Gonna, you don't have to fear somebody's going to kick your door in and like shoot you in the head. For yeah, no which is reason. bad
1: because when somebody is a random victim, then it's almost like the police naturally are going to be like, okay, well, who do you, who has something against you or are you involved in drugs? You know what I mean? Like, I would expect them to kind of think like, what did you do to bring this on yourself? Because a lot of so many of them are related to an issue going on with that person, not because you know. So when you are an innocent victim, it's like, dude, seriously, like. <laughs> there's i mean yeah i don't know i mean i'm not saying uh, obviously anybody who's a
0: victim of a crime is not asking for it i mean you never deserve to have a crime committed No, right you. i'm just saying like but i mean if you're like a person who like you know, said there's
1: a difference between random there's right, a difference between yeah. like
0: drive-bys yeah i can personally say i've lived here for six years now and while i also do carry a gun when i walk by myself if it's after sundown i've never had any issues you know other than like a couple times kids like run by because i do live by a school like, kicking the door, being loud, screaming and stuff. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. like, kid stuff, which I I started to turn into a crotchety old person because I'd be like, these my fucking kids, <laughs> fucking 3 a.m., wake me up, <laughs> fucking scared. And I'm just like, oh, my God, they're just kids. Calm down. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I just, I really started to think that. I'm like, I feel like uh, half the people in Marshall County that were just like, it's so dangerous over there. What they really meant is just like, oh, my God, black people live there. And I'm like, oh, my God, calm the fuck down. Like,
1: yeah. But anyway,
0: before we... um move on from that I did want to go back to this trans thing because I was actually thinking about this a little bit and I feel like um sometimes I just feel like you have to be so careful about how you talk about stuff because even if you are a person that um is on the right side of things that sometimes people on the democratic side can be so quick to just like treat you as the enemy because you're not just repeating what they're saying right so that's a problem um but this is this is a discussion I've kind of wanted to have on the show for a while but there was really never any reason to bring it up so as I said, you know, 0.3% of the population of tra- that are trans people, I mean, it's not a big percent. Um, so I obviously don't ever want to have this conversation to make anyone think that um, I'm trying to be like, oh, these issues are more important than your issues because there's less of you because that's not it at all. Um, I just think that like when we're dealing in terms of groups of people that are discriminated against that we do a good job to represent all of them without saying one is more important than the other, okay? So I feel like when this conversation about trans people always comes up, that there needs to be a clear distinction that trans women are women, and they go through their own, you know, issues and trials and, and things they have to deal with from society. I mean, I can't, even, I can't even tell you the disgusting amount of comments that I'm hoping that Rosemary, who who is on city council, didn't read when she was running for office, just the awful fucking things people said about her for, for just being who she is. Those are the types of things that I will never have to experience, not being a trans person and just mm-hmm. and just being a woman, born a woman, mm-hmm. um, biologically. So, I th- but I think I think the the whole point of what I'm saying is, we need to not lump that all together. Obviously, someone who was assigned male at birth, who is now a trans woman, has had a different experience as me, who is biologically bor- born a woman and right, is still a woman naturally. Yeah. So I think. <clears throat> while people on the left or in the democrats whatever you want to call them mean well by being like oh trans women are women because they are we have to be careful not to be like saying that the experiences are the same right you know and there's been a lot of groups where and i've had this discussion uh, specifically online which is a bad example because people on the internet are not a reliable source of to base what actual people think um but I, i just think that's a that's an important thing that we that we recognize that like you know trans women are going to go through things that i don't understand so i need to listen to them about what their struggles are mm-hmm. and and you know what i mean believe what they say cuz i don't know i haven't gone through that but then vice versa don't tell women you know that they aren't allowed to have concerns you know when trans women are now being included in their space i feel like that's a valid concern to have mm-hmm. you know and th- there was a couple conversations where there were talks about um you know sports being one of them but i think more important things like women's shelters mm-hmm. or spaces where women get together to talk about experiences of domestic violence. Um, and again, the chances that you're going to have to run into that, I just feel like it's like a non-issue. I mean, mm-hmm. really, how often is this going to happen? But it has kind of created a dialogue that, that worries me because, you know, I think even someone like me who is absolutely respectful of that and doesn't view them, you know, fearfully at all, they're just another person, There are also spaces like in a situation where it's all women and you come to a meeting, it's domestic violence thing, whatever, that you do want to be in a space with just women Mm -hmm. and women who grew up as women and know what it's like to be Mm -hmm. objectified even at the age of 10 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, you know, where someone who grew up, you know, born male and then transitioned as they became an adult is not going to have that experience. Mm -hmm. And Like I said, I mean, well, how many people is this really going to affect? Probably not many. But I don't think women should be instantly demonized for having those type of concerns. Well, I think that
1: that's one reason why, you know, I'm kind of opposed to the whole. You know, the people that say they're most people that say they're against political correctness, it's because they want to go back to using racial slurs and and, and they're in societies like we're not cool with that. So like, well, I don't believe in political correctness. But yeah, what that means is you're just an asshole and you want to be able to say anything offensive to anybody. You right. want to say offensive things. And but, you want
0: to face zero consequences right. for it.
1: But I don't believe in political correctness in the sense that it's a predetermined response that you're supposed to give. So whether it's a person of color or whether it's a trans person, you know, for me to respond to them in the politically appropriate way like we talked about this was jermaine and ron when we call someone black because you know um you know should we say african-american or or black or people col- of you color know, people yeah. of color whatever um i never did like the term african-american because being a person who's interested in genealogy i know that not all people that came here were like african yeah, slaves people came people from, from caribbean Africa. you know what i mean like there are people of mixed race people who have like extremely dark skin That you might think are are black people, but are not black people. So to me, like to say, well, that person's African American. Like, how do you even know that? Like to me, it's kind of rude to say that. Yeah. So I just feel like political correctness takes away from us the ability to individualize your empathy for that particular person. I think that's what you're trying to say. So everyone, you you treat everyone equal as as a valid good person and in their own unique experiences. Right. So all you're saying is that. You know, a trans person has a unique experience and all you're asking is that they understand your unique experience. So when they say, well, I'm a woman, fully a woman. So I understand what it's like for you to be a woman. And you're like, well, it's not exactly because it's like they're invalidating your experience. So right. all yeah, of us exactly. just have to love each other fully and completely and not invalidate each other. That's what everybody wants is just to be heard and understood for their own experience and whatever that is.
0: Right. I mean, it would just be, I just think, you know, same the other way. If me being a woman went up to a person who was a woman that was a trans woman and, you know, said that, you know, your experience because you are a woman is the same exact as mine would be offensive because they they've gone through things and struggles as a trans person that I'm not going to ever understand. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just I I think that, you know, people on the left need to kind of understand that. And, you know, women, as much as I don't think that they face, you know, the same type of hatred anymore that trans people are now facing, Mm
1: -hmm. it's not
0: like women still don't face a lot of troubles of their own, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, let's not, like, fight each other here. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you don't, just because you want to support trans people, that's fine. But you don't also have to attack women who voice concerns that, like, listen, you don't have the same experience with me and that's fine, but please Mm -hmm. don't,
1: like, dump out what
0: I'm trying to say.
1: What's well, kind of like working moms and non-working moms. Like when my mom was a mom, like it was co- more cool for a mom to stay home and be a PTA mom. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so working moms were considered like, uh, what do you want to say that like ambitious and like they wanted to take men's place and like this. I come from a patriarchal family, so this is what I heard during like women in the 80s trying to be career women and shit. Oh, they should be staying home and and taking care of their kids and how and they they should be make more than their husbands like all that stuff was like heaped on working women in the 80s and then like after the women's revolution like kind of got basically normalized now it's like the women who are career women a lot of them like look down on women who choose to stay home with their their children and say well like you know uh she doesn't have a real job and she doesn't know what it's like to face a boss because she just stays home with her kids all day. There's like a lot of discrimination against stay-at-home moms. And I don't know why there's this war in the first place. Like why well, are yeah,
0: like mothers? Why? Who, there's like a, a lot of um, back and forth that I've I've read online, but I've never experienced this about women who talk bad about other women who had c-sections because they're like that's not a real delivery like you didn't really and i'm like oh my god are you serious like this is the shit that women are bickering about that's sad like this is disgusting i saw this meme too that was like this woman said she overheard another woman like trying to shame someone and being like oh well c-section's not real delivery and she was like well then what the fuck is it di it's not real (laughs) delivery it's did i was like holy shit (laughs) yeah so anyway that was the tidbit that i wanted to add there that i just think uh
1: like if you have to be proud of your the way you gave method birth of birth to hurt somebody else it's pretty fucking vile that is pretty vile yeah that's pretty fucking evil i like, can't if, I can't if a woman a shares more. like like when 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 women talk about birth stories you know and i would tell them that i wanted to do that, and a lot of women want to do natural childbirth but there's complications and it's like their life or the baby's life is threatened they got to do what they got to do i was lucky that i could have my kids without that and when people said oh you went through that with no medication whatever and I said it wasn't like only about courage my sister and all the women that I knew had very early intervention during their labor and I believed that it messed them up like I'm not saying I'm I'm not a doctor okay but doctors sometimes do too much in the process and I think that they cause women to you know sometimes need c-sections when they probably wouldn't Well, a
0: lot of women too say that, say too that they just don't want to be in that fog, you know, for when the first mm -hmm. time they hold their baby, they just want to, or they just want to experience all of it. And it's like, that's a personal choice for everyone. I can't believe people argue about it. It
1: is. It's dumb. Every woman should share that. And, you know, after natural birth, women who have natural birth don't suffer a lot of the same kind of pain that women who've had cesarean sections, you know, they, I mean, I just, I've listened to women who went through the other way, different from me, and I feel like they had a harder time than I did. So just that's just dumb that's just dumb for women to to to, to try to one-up each other in that like just love your fellow woman and say wow like that's that was a bad that was bad what you had to go through like, right yeah come i on. mean
0: that's how that's exactly how i feel about the situation is as far as i'm concerned a person who even if they were born male that now identifies as a woman you know you are welcome with me in all women's spaces and that that's fine but you know if 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 we're in a situation where it's like hey you know This is a group for people who talk about childhood trauma that they had specifically related to, you know, sexual abuse or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a time and a place to be respectful of like, okay, my situation was different from this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to remove myself. I mean, I guess for me it would be the same as if I was in a room full of black women talking about their experience growing up as black women. Mm -hmm. I don't I I would feel intrusive to insert myself in on that because my experience is obviously different. You know what I mean? I just just think that's something people should look at and not immediately. I mean, I get it's hard not to be defensive because so many people in the LGBT community have to go through this shit and they have to be on the defensive. But just do a little bit better to try to recognize when someone is not your enemy and have conversations over arguing. That's like my only piece of advice for that. And just
1: if people could just build like relationships with people across lines like that they do with any other person you know, um, you can, if you can, if you're friends with somebody and you can ask them anything and say anything with in front of them, whatever gender or race they are, that's because you're friends. There's a trust there. And that's what human beings need to do is learn to see each other as human beings first, develop good relationships, love and support each other. And then our uniqueness is like the icing on the cake, you know?
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, no, I agree with you with the sports thing. That is a little bit complicated, I think. I mean, I guess I can, I can kind of, I don't know. I feel in this case, I just feel like they're being spiteful and ignorant.
1: And the fact that they preemptively did it to me yeah, there says was zero reason but.
0: to bring it up. But I mean, in a, in a in a different case where they're arguing, like, well, you know, this person's body is just different. You know, I can can almost yeah, sports see that is a argument. whole
1: nother thing because like you can't even use steroids if you're on sports because it gives you a slight physical advantage. Like, it literally does have to do with whether it gives them a physical advantage or not. Right. Right. Now there's haters that are just using it for an excuse, no doubt. But I'm saying, looking at it just from specifically a sports point of view, I think that there's issues that, you know, it could be resolved if they were given their own league. You know what I mean? Which might be hard, though, because they are such a small percentage. That's true. So, I mean, that's
0: a, I think that's a good one to, uh, now, like, conversely to that, the bathroom market was fucking bullshit. That was stupid in every aspect. You know, no.
1: that that was just dumb.
0: That well, just if we listen to
1: bathroom arguments, women would not allow to be firefighters or police officers or be in the military be anywhere where men are because there never were bathrooms for women, period. So if we listen to that same old hashed out logic, women wouldn't be allowed to do half the jobs they do today.
0: I think one thing that people stick to that argument where they're like, oh, well, what if a man dresses a woman and goes in a bathroom so he can attack your daughter? And I'm like, first of all, that's some crazy ass paranoia. Secondly, like from a person who disgustingly knows probably, no, definitely knows more predators than I can count on both of my hands, just through what I've experienced through my lifetime, and people that I know, um, none of those people really made any fucking effort to hide it, you know? I mean, one of the most shocking things that I think people that don't experience any type of sexual abuse, especially men, are shocked when they hear this, that I'm like, you know, if you're really concerned about your daughter or your niece, et cetera, et cetera, you should look at people in your family because that's typically where this shit comes from mm-hmm. it's always it's it's nearly always someone mm-hmm. they know these things aren't random so this shit is right in front of you you know the chances of somebody dressing as the opposite gender to go in and do something to your kid predators don't give a fuck
1: right they will get to you wherever well i mean and one of the one of the reasons that transgender people wanted to be able to use the bathroom that seemed most appropriate to them was because they were being beat up in the bathroom right exactly it was a defensive thing not it not some kind of predatory thing i mean just
0: the the, the, that whole predator argument just absolutely shocks me because i'm like not only are you just
1: are we not going to let priests go in male bathrooms anymore right yeah i mean
0: exactly exactly i mean it's just just all of that i'm like if you if you truly want to be an advocate for victims of sexual assault, then stop pretending like you know what a predator looks like, right. because they're fucking everywhere, and they look, you know, like normal
1: people. They look obviously. like they look like Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. And they there look you like go. Harvey Weinstein. They, they look like people's dads and uncles. They look like famous and... people. They look like politicians. They look like priests. They look like rabbis. They look like, they look like everybody. Right. Exactly. So exactly. So, but anyway, that's all I have to
0: say about that. Um, did you have any more local news that you wanted to touch on?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: All right, so I wanted to move on to uh, some news in Georgia about voting rates. Talking about uh, Senate Bill 202, which passed. Not shocking. I mean, we all kind of knew that when Georgia came down, it came through for the Democratic Party. That the Republicans were going to fucking punish them.
1: Do for you think? That. It, do you think that's that number's a code? 202. Yeah, it's kind of like SOS. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I don't that's... know why. I just popped into my head when you said that.
0: So I'm going to take this from Vox. I really liked their article about it, and I also shared it on Project 99's Facebook page if you want to check it out. It was really informative. But basically, um, this is about uh, restrictive new voting laws in Georgia. And two of the main things from this are, weirdly enough, this, I just, I'm just i like, wow, they really, they really put this in here. Um, it added that it is now illegal in Georgia to provide food and water to people waiting in line to vote. Because right. we know they had massive voting lines. So what a just absolute in-your-face, blatant, you know, unapologetic fuck you.
1: You know, well, we're not going to about... do
0: anything to help these lines. Right. But instead, right. we're going to make sure you can't get water that's while what, you do That's it.
1: what cracked me up about it. Because they weren't doing anything constructive to eliminate the lines. They were trying to make people suffer more in the lines. Like, what the, you know? So the other
0: thing here, I'll quote this directly from the article because it's really well written. Under current law, key issues in the election management, including decisions on disqualifying ballots and voter eligibility, are made by county boards of election. The new law allows the state board of election to determine that these county boards are performing poorly, replacing the entire board with an administrator chosen at the state level. At the same time, the bill enhances the General Assembly's control over the state board. It removes Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, a Republican who famously stood up to Trump's attempt to overturn the election results in Georgia from his role as both chair and voting member of the board, the new chair would be appointed by the legislature, which already appoints two members of the five-person board, meaning that a full majority of the board will now be appointed by Republican-dominated parties.
1: Mm -hmm. This is their move. Bodies, sorry. This is their move because the majority of state legislatures in the country are controlled by Republicans. Why? Because it's demographics. Democrats live in clusters in the city. Republicans are spaced throughout so the way the congressional districts are you know it's 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 uh it's more it's easier for Republicans to um you know kind of have an advantage when it's like uh all your enemies are in like one spot you know what I mean I mean that's how that that's how they look at it and I mean it gives them an advantage at the the state level um in in Congress it's um you know, because there's more people in the cities and they get more congressional representatives. They kind of, it's 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 still a little bit to their advantage, but when it comes to state houses, it's way in their advantage. And plus, they gerrymander the districts to, um, to further give them advantage. In 2010, they did a massive gerrymandering. A lot of it was, you know, racially based. And um, there was a lot of Supreme Court cases about it. So look for it to happen again here soon because we had a census. So now they're going to start trying to prepare The next 10 years of manipulation of the map. So, yeah, they and and another thing they talked about, which is atrocious idea, they talked about the state senators being not chosen by the people, but being chosen by the state legislatures like they used to be. So we would have no, uh, you know, we'd have almost no Democratic senators if that's how they did it. That's insane. So Biden did have
0: criticism of this, of course, and called it Jim Crow in the 21st century. I'm glad that he's actually paying attention to this. I feel like, you know, the people of Georgia are and a big part responsible for his winning of the mm-hmm. elections, mm-hmm. Um, as we all watched for, for hours and hours on end while they, while they counted votes in Georgia. So, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I know there's a lot of priorities, obviously, being the president, but uh, you need to put this on the top of your fucking list. You owe these people. They did
1: pass H.R. 1, and that is the main uh, legislation that's going to stop. There are now 43 states. We did a show a couple weeks ago, and I think the number was like 29 states that were passing over 200 bills to restrict voting access, and now it's up to 43 states, and I think some- Astronomical number of bills. I don't even know how many they've got, but forty-three states are trying to pass more restrictive, you know, voting. So, and and the purpose is because it disproportionately affects minorities, and they know that. So it's disgusting. It is racist. It has nothing to do with voter fraud because we know there was no substantial voter fraud. So they're just they're just grasping at straws because their party is a dwindling party.
0: I wish I would have been more awake when I was watching it on the news this morning. I know that uh, Representative Park. Cannon um, was, I don't know, arrested. They put her in a patrol car. Oh, yeah. So what happened, what her big crime was, <clears throat> and
1: they charged her she, with a felony. She knocked on the door. While, she knocked yes. on the door while these- Brian uh, Kemp
0: was signing, or yes. making the remarks about the new voting law. The governor, the governor yes. there was, was He was making, signing
1: it into law and surrounded by six other white men, and there was a picture behind him, which I thought it was neat that the news highlighted this. Yes. There was the a plantation, plantation. Yeah. You know, and then you've got her on the other side of the door knocking- um, and I, and there's a video for doing it. So it wasn't like not she was there
0: with it either. She is a, from Georgia and she is a black woman.
1: Right. She's so the images, the it's like, uh, these troopers just haul her off. Yeah, The images of
0: the troopers hauling her off and putting her in a cop car. I, I mean, I was just like, wow. I mean, Biden's words on it were right. Jim Crow in the 21st century. I'm like, that's, that's exactly what this <clears> is.
1: Well, and let me get this straight. So they're going to haul her off the jail and charge her with a felony because she tried to obstruct the governor from signing something into law. Right right but what about all the congressmen (laughs) who went up on capitol hill and tried to oppose biden being uh, sworn in as the new president they were obstructing so why don't we arrest all of them and charge them with felonies yep
0: so fucked what i was gonna say when i was watching that this morning when they highlighted about the plantation um there was someone they were interviewing on hln uh the the news bit that they were doing about it where the woman said that at first she didn't recognize it but then after uh looking more into that photo of the plantation that was behind them, that her ancestry actually w- was family that worked on that plantation. Wow. And I'm just like, wow, how fucked wow. is this? That the state that you live in and is supposed to represent you as signing law to make it harder for you and your community to vote mm-hmm. while a picture of a plantation your family used to be enslaved on is hanging in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I, this, is, this is one of those, I understand, I don't, I don't understand, but I empathize with how much rage Probably feel I mean, I just it, for me, I try, I try to relate it as best I can, even though I know it's not the same. To it, it would be like a man signing a law into office that stops women from voting, while a picture of like <laughs> a man beating his wife in the background. Like, are you kidding? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? I, I just can't even. But I, and this another one of the things where I'm just like, I feel fucking helpless because this is in Georgia and I have no power to change anything there. Um, so it's like, what the fuck can we do? I mean,
1: well, there's another thing too, that's been, uh, they've been talking about in, uh, let's see, is it Georgia? Uh, no, Tennessee. Um, Nathan Bedford Forrest, there's a bust of him in their state capitol. And, um, he was a hardcore advocate for slavery and, uh, he was the first grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. And, uh, his bust is in the state house there. Now, what the, like, can we not get rid of him? Like, I understand that Thomas Jefferson owned slaves, but if you read about, you know, some of the founding fathers owned slaves, they all had different ideas of how slavery should be abolished. And, you know, some of them upon their death, like freed their slaves and, you know, they, they were struggling at the time with how do we get to a point where there is no slavery? Not all of them were hardcore advocates of slavery, even though some of them did have slaves. So... But this guy was, like, a hardcore, like... Total shitbag. Yeah, total shitbag. And, like, his bust is in the statehouse. Like, that's just... Get rid of that. Put it in a museum somewhere and say, this is the whole story behind this guy. Right. Like, don't glorify it. Don't glorify it. But, yeah, they, I
0: mean, feeling helpless about that, I was thinking that, you know, the last time... I remember the last time something super controversial was happening in Georgia that a lot of the companies um, that... Well, I don't, you're, you're probably familiar with the show The Walking Dead, right? Somewhat. At the end of the show there's this like sticker or like logo or something of a peach because it was made in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Filmed in Georgia. There's like That's like a big thing. A lot of filming goes on in Georgia. So a lot of Hollywood um, people said that they were going to boycott Georgia and not film there at mm-hmm. all. Um, it, was a, it was over an abortion ban is what it was. And a lot of people were like yep you know what we're just going to boycott filming in Georgia. Fuck them. They're not getting our money. They're not nothing. They're not getting any of that. Um, and I guess two days ago, the the uh, director James Mangold, who directed uh, the movie Logan, it's like a Wolverine series movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's calling for another boycott, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm all I'm all the way behind that. Somebody makes a comprehensive list, because I'm not gonna pretend like I have time to do that. <laughs> but if someone's like, look, here's a list of all the movies that they filmed in Georgia this year, you know, and people that wouldn't join this boycott, even though their state's doing fucking awful things, I'll fucking boycott that shit. Mm-hmm. I won't watch any of them because that. I mean, that's that's literally the only thing I have power to do. But I'm all about it. I mean, mm-hmm. we, if we organize a boycott, hell yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm all about that.
1: So, all right, do you get that all your? Yeah, I think now. I did. <laughs> Jesus. So what have we covered? We had like anti-trans stuff, anti-racist shit. Like, I thought Trump was gone. Yeah, well, the problem's here before him. He just I know. stirred that shit up. He did. So today our main topic was gonna be to talk about DC statehood. Mm, DC statehood. <clears throat> yes, I wanted yes, to yes. talk about gun control, but Juke was like, nah.
0: Shit's just played out. I'm so sick of our. But I think we
1: it. I think we have to do a show on it sometime because we have like a unique perspective on it that most people don't have. So like sometime we have to do that. But- yeah. Well maybe that's what we'll plan
0: for, for next week, because you're right. We do have a which I feel like a lot of people. Have the middle ground opinion of like sense. I want
1: to do a survey to find out how many leftists believe in being armed because oh, I, ton, I think I it's, it's way, way more. People.
0: I think it's way more than what people. I, think I, it is. Every Facebook group I'm in that's like left people, progressive people, they're all avid gun owners and they're all like arm the poor, arm the minorities, <laughs> like they've got them. Arm the poor. I'm like oh, I'm all about it. These are like fatal words to oligarchs. Arm the poor. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to. We, I think if we're gonna do that, we should do a whole episode on it. So let's move on to DC, DC statehood.
1: statehood. Okay, so um. This is a hot topic yep and um first of all i never paid much attention to how washington dc ever came to be in existence in the first place so i'm not I'm, i like history but like some things sparked me more than other things and it was not ever something i ever looked up so you'll find this little story very interesting because it's like we've come full circle on the whole whole thing So the United States Capitol, this is from like Wikipedia, United States Capitol was originally located in Philadelphia, which I did know that beginning with the first and second continental Congress, followed by the Congress of the Confederation upon gaining independence in June, 1783, 1783, a mob of angry soldiers converged upon Independence Hill to demand payment of their service during the American revolutionary war. Congress requested that John Dickinson, the governor of Pennsylvania, call up the militia to defend Congress from attacks by the protesters. Does this sound vaguely familiar to you at all? Um, Dickinson sympathized with the protesters. <sighs> Let me muster proper. <sighs> Dickinson sympathized with the protesters and refused to remove them from Philadelphia. As a result, Congress was forced to flee to Princeton, New Jersey. And on June June 21st, 1783, Dickinson's failure to protect the institutions of the national government was discussed at the Philadelphia Convention in 1787. So basically, we just had that same shit happen, right? We had a bunch of angry, um, an angry mob go to the Capitol, attack the Capitol. The guy up in the top, uh, in charge at the top, basically sympathized with the mobsters and said, go ahead, let them wreck the place. Um... And threaten Congress. So to me, what the fuck's the point of DC anymore? Because you've already proven the whole reason you created it is null and void right now. because if the president is a Republican and his peeps go up there and attack it and he has the power to hold the National Guard at bay while they attack the Capitol, that shit ain't working either because Congress, you see what I'm saying? Congress, if any time Congress is opposite the president, the president could do what he did in D.C. on January 6th. So the whole thing is out the window. But <clears throat> they did decide after that that, um, you know, Washington, D.C., sh- there should be a district, a federal district, that isn't controlled or owned or protected by any state. It should be a federal district, okay? So Maryland and Virginia both donated some land, and they created this district, which was to be no greater than 100 square miles, so 10 miles by 10 miles, no greater than that. Now, it didn't say anything about whether it could be smaller. It just said it can't be bigger than that, okay? Well, then, in 1847, um, some slave owners in Virginia um, had some kind of grievance. There were some other things going on, but basically, like, they, they had grievances about the federal district and they were trying to abolish slavery in that area, so they opposed that. So they basically gave the land back to um Virginia. So Virginia got their part of it back. Originally there was the Washington side of DC and the Alexandria side of D.C. And then like the Alexandria side went back to Virginia. So Maryland, the side that is Washington D. C. right now is was all Maryland's territory. So they had this debate that went on for I don't know, it was like five hours, I think, on this issue. Because D.C., the people in, in Washington, D.C., do not get to vote. Because they don't have a, they have a congressional representative, but she doesn't have a vote. She can't vote in Congress. Okay? They don't have any senators. They don't get to vote for their, any senator. They don't have no right, senator.
0: Right there is the clue that you're looking for why Republicans are opposed to this.
1: Right. Because it's a Democratic area. A very strong Democratic area and if it becomes a state then it will have two Democratic senators to start out with so of course they're calling it a power grab they're admitting that their opposition to it is because of the political nature of the people in Washington DC you know and Steny Hoyer brought up so wait a minute well we didn't look at the political leanings of any other place before we allowed them to become uh, states right so why all of a sudden? is it a a requirement that you know for them to become a state they have to be politically neutral like that's crap and at the time that hawaii became a state um it was actually republican and now it's democratic and at the time alaska became a a state which was at the same time hawaii did it was very democratic and now it's republican so it's kind of ridiculous to say that we don't want washington dc people in washington dc to have a vote because we don't like What party they're going to start out with? I mean, come on, seriously. Now, there was a lot of haggling back and forth on this because on the pro side of it, giving statehood to D.C., so you have seven hundred, I think seven hundred and sixty thousand people that live there. It's over seven hundred thousand people that live in Washington D.C. that would be part of this new state. Those seven hundred thousand people don't have any senators. They don't have representation. But they pay the highest taxes in the country. So one of the main reasons we split from England was what? Taxation without representation. Like of all the shitty history we learned in school, that's the one fucking thing that they made sure to drill in your head that we left England because of taxation without representation. Shit, shit. Maybe we shouldn't have taught them that. (laughs) Right. So, you know, and the fact that so many, you know, black people moved there um, for the freedoms that they, they could get there that they couldn't get elsewhere, both before and after the Civil War. It was a, a good place for, for black people to live. And so now it's a very, as uh, has a very large black population. So people are like, so basically you don't want to give D.C. statehood because the last thing you want is a bunch of black Democrats voting. I mean, after all the effort they went through in, in, down in Georgia, that would completely wipe out all the work they've done in Georgia to let black people in Washington, D.C. vote. I mean, what the heck? So... They did pass a constitutional amendment at some point. And and, and by the way, a lot of the people that um, when Virginia's land went back to Virginia, a large part of their argument was also that they didn't get the vote. When they made that, you know, 10 square mile area, there weren't as many people living there as what, you know, came to be living there. But the people there were like, what the fuck? We don't get to vote now because you decided this is a federal territory. We don't get a vote. That's bullshit. But it went on for so long, and the people there decided, you know, and it was prompted by the slavery issue, that they didn't want to be part of the federal, they wanted to go back to be Virginia. So the Republicans have kind of a crafty answer to this whole thing. They say, if the people in Washington, D.C. want to be, to have all the same rights as everybody else, let them go back to being part of Maryland. They could go, they could become Marylanders. And then, you know, the problem's solved. They can vote for Maryland senators and Maryland's congressmen. Well, Maryland's also pretty Democratic, but they're, but they're not in for that. They don't want D.C. back. <laughs> D.C. wants to be its own state. And my thing is, if we've allowed 37 other states to join the United States, not based on what political party they were, not based on... How many people were in the state? How how many or few? Because, you know, Wyoming has 200,000 less people than Washington, D.C. The whole state of Wyoming has 200,000 less people than Washington, D.C. But they have two senators. So what the hell? Like, it's total horseshit. What the hell? So the people in D.C. have more people and they pay more taxes than people in Wyoming are we going to take Wyoming's senators away from them because they don't have enough people now? I'm, like, really hoping to at this point um, that people who
0: are, I don't know, conservative leaning. I mean, at this point, I don't even know what the Republican Party claims they stand for. Um, But I hope that there... If there are people out there that, you know, believe in whatever the core values of the Republican Party are supposed to be, that aren't rooted in just, like, smashing democracy and hating minorities... If there is a section that isn't like that, which I'd I'd like to believe that there is, um, maybe they'll rebrand and separate from the literal fascists that have swallowed the Republican Party. Um, Because even at this point, it's like, listen, I I can have somebody that doesn't agree with me that, you know, I can have debates with. But at this point, these these people are just trying to shit on democracy. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean there's if there if they're, there they're was traitors. if
1: there was a legitimate legal obstacle to Washington DC becoming becoming its own state. If there was a legitimate legitimate reason they couldn't become a state. Um, you know, like for example, a lot of countries uh you know, like Scotland for example wanted to become its own country away from from uh the Great Britain, right? From UK. Well, do you have enough military to protect yourself if some third invader comes in and takes you over? Um So it'd be like if Puerto Rico decides they want to become their own country. Do you have any way to defend yourself? Because if not, you might still want to stay a protector to the United States. Like there are reasons why a country or a a territory or a state or whatever would want to be independent. But would suffer because they don't have the ability to stand on their own. It'd be like if your kid when they're 10 and be like, you know what? I'm ready to move out. Well, (laughs) you might be ready for your independence, but you're not. And the world's going to beat the shit out of you. And you're 10 years old and I'm your parent. So you got to stay here. It's like a parental thing but sometimes there's a reason for it. In the case of Washington, D.C., I don't see a reason for it. And let me tell you some of the ridiculous reasons in this five-hour debate that I heard. D.C. doesn't have a car dealership. Washington, D.C. doesn't have its own landfill. I mean, these are the, this is the bullshit they were throwing out there as to why we shouldn't allow D.C. to become a state. Okay. Now, on the other side of the argument, when Steny Hoyer said we never questioned the political leanings of a state whenever it was applying for statehood, that's kind of total bullshit. But not in the way that he's wrong in his, it shouldn't matter, it shouldn't matter. But when states were being added to the union, the southern states were so concerned that most people were against slavery. Well, the only people really benefiting from slavery were the plantation owners in the South. They were the only ones benefiting. Nobody else was benefiting from that shit, and most people were, thought it was disgusting, okay? Even back then. So they were afraid that if more states joined the Union and got the right to vote and got their own senators and their own congressmen, what would happen is people would vote slavery out. And most of the people in the North who weren't hardcore abolitionists, who weren't like, no, we need to go and just make it illegal right now. And if the South doesn't like it, we'll go to war over it. There were, there were a lot more people who just thought, listen, let's just establish our country. We will just vote slavery out like other places did. So the people in the South enacted this idea that the, the senators there, the representatives, would oppose any state coming into the union unless it agreed to be a slave state or unless it came partnered with another state that was a free state. So if a free state comes in, a slave state has to come in. And and if, if a state was ready to become a state, it had to hold off until a slave state was ready to be its partner so that they didn't tip the balance of power. So this is how the South manipulated the political map from day one. People in positions of power manipulated. They didn't want democracy. They didn't want everybody to just have a vote because they knew the vote was for freedom for black people. They didn't want people to have a vote.
0: And you know, I, I say this all the time, but let me just say this again. Um, fuck you, Abraham Lincoln, you giant, massive pussy. This is all your fault. <laughs> okay. Because if, if he wasn't being such a little bitch after, over this, this, you know, the Civil War... What? Yeah, he was like, "Oh no, we got to stop this. We got to end this. We got to make it. You know, it's it's all so bloody and brothers I don't know if that's an
1: accurate representation. Oh, that is absolutely
0: what I think. He's like, "Let's just try to settle this." He let them come back and have representatives. Well, fuck that. We should have
1: stomped that shit out. We should. We should have done. I think we should have done more after the Civil War to obliterate the idea of separatism. No, but we were like, "Oh, let's you know play devil's advocate." But but, no, fuck that. But but you got to remember this, Lincoln was concerned that we didn't end up like israel and palestine you know i'm not going to defend everything lincoln said and did i'm saying that he looked at the broader picture of if we are too punitive towards them they're going to harbor these hostilities and they're going to come and then we're going to have war after war after war so after what war what happened after
0: war. you know what so what what happened differently from that i'm sorry seems like that's still what's fucking happening
1: it is just only, minus it, the war. Okay. It is in the sense that we didn't do enough after Lincoln did what he had to do, which was get us unified and convince us that we're all supposed to be Americans, okay? And we got rid of slavery. Now, the issues that were allowed to go on in the South with the laws and the and the continued oppression of black peoples and that that bullshit, that's where we let it go. We should every time somebody we should have never allowed the Confederate flag to ever be flown, ever be flown. That was a traitorous flag, dude. What the fuck? That was a traitorous flag. Can you imagine
0: after World War II? Which I mean, I won't pretend like that's like an
1: ISIS flag. When I see a Confederate flag, I'm thinking you're just like fucking ISIS because you hate this country. Your people that flew that flag wanted to destroy the country. So take your flag and shove it up your ass. That's how I feel about the Confederate flag. So
0: Yeah, I think that's the same thing. It'd be like after World War II, which, I, you know, let's not pretend like we don't know about paperclip and all that shit. But on the surface, talking about just people, that'd be like if we, like, fucking
1: had people flying Nazi swastikas and shit here. Like, nah, man. Fuck right. that. And, you know, we allow not- Nazi organizations and swastikas here, and in Germany didn't. Of course. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck does that tell you? It was banned. For a lot of years now, there's people trying to bring back these far-right, you know, organizations or whatever over there. But I really do feel like after Lincoln said, listen, we got to unite the country. um, But Steny Hoyer did bring that up because you know who came to this uh, debate? People from Georgia, people from Kentucky, the same fucking states. And he brought that shit up too. Steny Hoyer was like, you know, when I look across the room at my uh, fellow, uh, whatever he called them, my colleagues. He said, what if after the Civil War, after the states that tried to destroy this country, what if we decided that you weren't going to have a vote when you came back in? What if we decided, you know, we're going to allow them to be here? We're not going to crush them, but we're not going to let them vote because they're our enemies. Underneath it all, they're our enemies. But you know what? They didn't do that. The country let you come back in and gave you a vote, and then you should turn around and give that same vote to the people that live in Washington, D.C., who have gone and fought in every war this country's ever had. They've gone over to Iraq and Afghanistan saying they're fighting and putting their lives on the line to bring democracy to foreign countries, and then they come back to this country, and they don't even get the fucking vote for their own senators? That's bullshit.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like it's fallen on deaf ears because at this point we know That those people have no shred of morality or respect for the shit that they preach, so. But no, yeah, I'm just saying, I know I'm always dramatic about it, but, you know, Lincoln's whole thing of just like, oh, I don't want the North and the South to constantly be at war with each other. You know what an easy way to end that is? Fucking annihilate it. Wow. And I mean, sorry to be that guy, but like, look at all the suffering that we've had since then, and that shit could have been avoided. Anybody flying a Confederate flag, you're a fucking traitor. You're done. You know, all these people trying to pass all of those laws that like, oh, well, black people can't vote unless they have, you know, a job or they have a certain status. You know what I mean? All Mm -hmm. that shit, all of that shit. Mm -hmm. Those people should have instantly been like, sit the fuck down, you're done. Like, you're crossing a line. They should have been put in their place then, and they weren't.
1: Well, you know, in in World War II, like, and I still argue with people because, you know, the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki was terrorism. Plain and simple to me. You dropped a, a bomb, an atomic device that murdered babies and women and children and old people who weren't fo- soldiers fighting a war. And if people say, well, that was done because we had to end a war. Why did we have to end it? Because we would have lost too many soldiers trying to fight the war. So you're saying because you would have lost too many soldiers, it's okay to, ki- to murder civilians and maim civilians? That's your answer? That if, if some other country does that, we call it terrorism. But here, no, it's, it was justified. I don't think what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki was justified. And if I ever come to the point, I told a conservative friend of mine, he said, if you read a little bit more about history, you'll come to see the dropping of the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki was justified. I said, I hope that I never read anything that makes what happened in Hiroshima and Nagasaki justified. Now, that being said, um, the Japanese military, um, you know, they did commit atrocities. Okay. Um, And, I don't make any excuse for that, you know, but the bottom line is after we dropped the bomb and that was so devastating, those people were literally in, a, in the whole country. I mean, can you imagine? Think about what we were like after 9-11 when 3,000 people died from a plane. And the worst thing we had to witness was people jumping out of buildings that were on fire, which is horrific. Don't get me wrong. But we didn't see like little babies with their skin melted off and shit walk around the street because their mom got turned to a pile of fucking ash and they don't know where their mom is and they're suffering in pain. We didn't have that shit. The most
0: horrifying thing I ever read about Hiroshima was this article and I just looked it up because I actually saw it in a meme. I say a meme, but it was like a picture with text, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So I started reading about it. This was a couple years ago. So I looked it up and it's a talking about how the war was won before Hiroshima, and the generals who dropped the A-bomb knew it.
1: That's, a, knew theory. It. that's a historical figure that's well, out there.
0: I, reading that, which we won't get into it too much, because that could be a whole podcast of its own, but I literally teared up reading that shit, because I'm just like, we, we we, really fucking did that. We really fucking did that. But
1: when we required Japan to surrender at World war, in World War II, one of the things that we required of them was that they abolished the idea that their emperor was, like, godlike because the soldiers were, like, suicidal and, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to characterize this, but basically our theory was that they were hysterical with their belief that their emperor was from God and they had, they had this, like, devotion that was, like, insane, like, beyond what our soldiers do, like, their, their devotion was, was, the whole country was kind of, in our in our perspective, they were brainwashed, right? So we required them to give up that philosophy entirely. Now, whether it was because what we did was so horrific or not, they did that. They did that. They moved on from that whole philosophy and became a different kind of country. And I feel like when you said and that we should have annihilated the South, the problem is that We allowed that mentality to continue to grow and fester that, that, that hatred and the pride of the South, the whole idea of being proud that you were, of what that they needed to like get rid of all of that pride for the culture of what it was and start over and say, we're going to be proud Southerners for a different reason. And they never, a lot of them never did that. And and let me just say that anybody listening in the South, I don't mean everybody in the South. Clearly not. I live in West Virginia, and I hear people all the time say shit about people in West Virginia. I'm like, not me. So I'm not talking to you if you're not one of them people. But these people that say the South will rise again and they're like completely racist, whatever, they weren't ever trained a different way to give that shit up and be proud to be from the South for a different fucking reason.
0: Well, and this is what I'm saying too. I guess looking at history, you know, the way that we have the luxury to now as a whole timeline of events up to this point, It just fucking infuriates me because I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You're telling me that America can, you know, do all these atrocities all over the world. We can drop a fucking nuclear bomb on people to absolutely annihilate them and justify. I mean, all of the things that we will find justification for. But you're telling me the Civil War. You're you're telling me there wasn't justification. No, we got to We got to end this. No, fuck that. Are they the enemy or aren't they? Because you guys have zero you know, morals or sympathy or consideration the rest of the time. So what, what's different about this? I what's think, different is they're white and we're white. Exactly. Well, that's the fucking problem. Then just say that. Just say well, that's what Well, I think we do is. need to you, admit that. You really didn't want to eradicate the problem. That's what the problem was. Because you had no problem eradicating the problem everywhere else in every other instance in history. Mm-hmm. It's just this
1: time. Because they're your people.
0: I mean, it's gross. It's fucking gross. Which, I mean, again, obviously, this is easy to look at but no, as a timeline but, as a whole But you now. know what?
1: Children, when they're born, children when they're born are little sponges. And, you know, they're all different. They have different tendencies and personalities. But if you train, if you teach a child good moral conduct and things that are good to be proud of, they can grow up right no matter where they live. And I feel like the people in the South, when they, when they lost the Civil War, were so bitter. They rewrote their history books. They started this whole, you know, uh, Daughters of the Confederacy shit. They put up all these statues. A lot of them went up during the Jim Crow and you know era because they wanted to remind blacks to be in their place. Those weren't statues that were put up at the time, of the, right after the Civil War, to commemorate those people. Those were statues put up later when the federal government was forcing them to stop subjugating black people. And they got so angry, they wanted to commemorate all their heroes and put them in public squares to say... You know, this is what we really stand for. And that's still a lot of why they cling on to these old statues and stuff because they don't want to give it up. They still, in their heart, they still think that's what makes them uh, a proud southerner. Give it up. Find some other reason to be proud, you know. People in West Virginia are very proud to be coal miners because it's hard, dirty, deadly work. And, you know, of course, we'll always have a a proud coal mining history. But if other jobs came here where people could be, you know, making a product that would be environmentally uh, more sound and they could feed their family and, and go to a factory and make, you know, solar panels or something, my point is they would be proud to be that too. You don't have to cling to the past to be proud of what you are. You know what I mean? You can make everything, incorporate everything, is is a part of your history and be proud of it. You don't have to cling to negative shit.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, every state can have their thing. I think specifically in West Virginia, as much as you, you can't avoid it. Um, this is coal country. You know what I mean? People are proud of that shit. And me, it pisses me off because I feel like it's they're part of they're they're proud of the wrong shit. Because I'm just like, man, we were like we had the coal mine wars here, like union rights. Yes, like, oh, this, shit, this is the shit you should be proud of. But I'm like, you know, that's our thing. That's our thing here. So I'm like, really? Some of these uh, southern states can't find something to be a little bit more proud of than the fact that y'all were literally trying to uh, destroy America. I mean, come the fuck on.
1: Mm. I mean, they have they do have a whole culture down there, a different culture. I mean, I know a lot of people that I that I'm friends with from that came up here from the south, and they're the superest friendly people. You know, and not a racist bone or body. Like they're just true southern like hospitality. Just will would do anything for anybody. You know, there's a lot of good people. It's just, I feel like they've pushed the whole cultural thing so far that, you know, it, I don't know. It's just. I seriously hope as time goes on that there are
0: more of those good people and less of that uh, the South will rise again bullshit, which I, I already see. I mean, I just feel like as as time goes on, progress is made and older generations die off and new generations are born. You know what I mean? And it's like that hatred just kinda dies. I don't think there's really any, any way to fight progress forever. So I mean, just like it was weird enough watching um some of the really old episodes of Family Guy from like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And like the kind of jokes they make. And it's it's funny even watching the evolution of that now twenty years later how if you watch those episodes, the jokes that they make don't even seem relevant because our, our just culture has changed so much.
1: Right, like some conservative guy tried to tell me that, um, you know about the censoring of Pepe Le Pew, and he's like, "Well, you know, they they canceled Pepe Le Pew because he was uh, supposedly a pervert or whatever." And I'm like, "Well, honestly, like I never thought Pepe Le Pew was very funny in the first place." So, movi- he just wasn't.
0: He movie, was not movie makers funny.
1: Movie makers want to make money. Period. So they're going to do what's going to draw people in, and that that was a historical. Like Pepe Le Pew was funny, I guess, to some people at the time. But he doesn't have broad appeal now because people don't think that shit is funny.
0: Yeah, Jermaine posted this hilarious fucking status back at the beginning of the month. And I actually like screenshotted it because it was so funny. And I didn't know if we were going to talk about it on the show or not. But he was like, imagine Warner Brothers going over Pepe Le Pew in the boardroom. Why doesn't she just tell him to stop again? Because she has no voice. They just look at each other. And I'm like, yeah, okay, there you fucking go. That's that's literally why. This is why this shit isn't funny.
1: It's just not funny. Well, I told my, he's like, well, my conservative friend said, well, I, I think they don't want to give viewers a chance to find out if they think he's funny. I said, no, lecherous men are like corduroy bell-bottoms, polyester bell-bottoms. They went out of fashion for a good reason. They were hideous. You know, people might've thought it was okay, but It the shit wasn't okay, and maybe you were laughing at it, maybe somebody else had been groped over by somebody who didn't think it was fucking funny back then. But it definitely doesn't have broad appeal now. People think it's kind of gross now. Like, times change, dude. It's not being canceled if you're just not it's just like, it's just not funny anymore. I don't know. Like, I, I do hope we don't get to a point where we can't make fun of shit.
0: Because... Oh, Drew and I make fun of that's Somebody said to us the other day that we should start streaming Like, because we play video games together. And I was like, Drew and I have the type of humor. We've been friends for 20 years. She is my oldest friend. And that relationship gives us the ability to have so many laughs and jokes about so many things. But one of the things that I also learned growing up is that that type of relationship and those types of jokes and things that you can talk about are not meant for a wide scale audience. They're just not. They're just, it's not stand up material. I'm going to say shit that is so hilarious to the two of us that could probably traumatize someone into a panic attack, okay? I'm not trying to do that. I want people to have a good time if I'm trying to be funny. That's why right. I have a type of humor that is for people that I'm like, you know, you just met them. Mm-hmm. And there's a type of humor for your friends that you've, you've been right. friends with since you were sure. a child. It's different. You know what I mean? Pepe LePew is not a type of humor for everybody. You know what I mean? If Drew comes over to my house and smacks me on the ass and says, get back in the kitchen, bitch, I might laugh and think that's funny. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I don't want to see that on TV on a cartoon for a kid. You know what I mean? There's a fucking difference. There's a difference. Like, why are we pretending like it's this broad spectrum? You know, like, we're pretending like it's not a broad spectrum. Like, just because we don't want this shit in kids' cartoons, like...
1: Right. Good Lord. Remember when Aladdin came out and there was like... Well, actually... I don't know. You were a little one, Lad. I was gonna say, yeah,
0: I was a fucking child. What's your point? I (laughs) mean,
1: well, okay. (laughs) So, so you remember my my point is you remember watching it as a child. Mm -hmm. So, at what point did you watch that movie and go, oh my God, there's like adult jokes in here?
0: I I have no idea. I don't know that I've ever known that.
1: Well, like, there's one point where the genie grabs like this chicken and he's like choking it. Oh, and it's like it, it just looks—he's, like you know, what I mean, there's nothing obscene about but it, but it's funny. but adults are like choking uh, a chicken, and, chicken. <laughs> and they put stuff in there like that, so it's like funny, it's amusing to adults too, yeah. but like it's not offensive to the kids because they have no fucking idea, yeah, like that shit's fine, That's but like Peppa Pig, you take your seven-year-old boy to see a cartoon, and there's a boy uh, in the cartoon who's pushing himself on a girl, and she's re- she refuses, it, and he's supposed, to, what is he, what is he supposed to get out of that? First of all, he's not old enough to think. That it's cool. He's not old enough to understand that all he sees is like a female struggling to get away from a man and, and he's in his mind, like, why would you show him that? It must not be wrong. Right? Yeah, it makes zero sense. It doesn't make any sense. You know what kids like? Kids like Wiley
0: e. Coyote getting a piano dropped on his head because he turns into a pancake. All right. Yeah. Kids like, you know, Bugs Bunny uh, giving Elmer Fudd a haircut. And instead putting whipped cream on the top of his head and throwing fruit in it and making it look like some funny hat. That's That's what kids like.
1: Yeah. Kids don't like somebody pushing on somebody else. That's not. No. That's not funny at all. (laughs) Yeah. And I wonder if any of the people that think he was funny, like, I mean, when I was in junior high, dudes were pretty, pretty, pretty bad about groping smacking asses junior high
0: was the worst for me, for me too i think by high school some of those kids were like oh okay no i'm actually not down with this and i only did that because it was peer pressure but junior high was the fucking yeah worst. like
1: i was in 10th grade and finally um had enough and i punched a guy like like actually punched him because he literally was telling me the whole time it was on st Patrick's day he's literally was telling me the whole time that he's gonna grab me because i wasn't wearing green and i was like no you're not and i was like pretty religious at the time and I think it was just a reflex because I was like no 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 you're not and he just kept insisting he was going to grab me and uh, we rode the bus together so he waited until like he was about to get off of the bus and I was sitting in the very front row by the bus where the bus driver was and like of course you
0: were nerd
1: yeah I was a total (laughs) nerd I was a complete nerd but I'm still a nerd but anyway So he like tried to make a grab like he did grab like as he was getting off the bus and I like jumped up over that seat thing that's in the very first seat in the bus. I like used my I just jumped up and like punched down like (laughs) (laughs) I was just like take that (laughs) like you fucking asshole like don't molest me like that like I don't know but boys work it was a common thing. So maybe if we wouldn't have showed that whole generation Pepe Le Pew wouldn't have to be like training these guys out of this bad behavior. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know what another problem is too is I specifically remember a time that I was like straight up assaulted in, I think it was an art class um, by this kid who just thought it was hilarious, like grabbed me and like wouldn't let me go. was trying to
1: grope me and there was a ton of other boys in the classroom yeah. and they may not have participated, but they did nothing Pardon. about it. And you know the fact that when guys would do that stuff, right? A lot of times there was a teacher in close proximity. So when guys would like boob grab or ass grab or something with a teacher right there, it kind of makes the girl feel like, now I, this must no one's be normal no
0: one's helping me like
1: this must be normal like you think you honestly just think like this is what boys do and this is what i'm supposed to do is like sit here and be uncomfortable you know what i mean like because like nobody really says hey like if a boy ever grabs you by the tit like you can punch him in the face like that's okay like or, or anyway tells you any way to react no one ever tells you any way to react like now people do right now people will probably tell their kids if someone touches you wrong go tell your teacher back then nobody told anybody like what was good and bad or whatever so you know i just was like what the f- why do you guys think they were allowed to do this oh yeah because no one's telling them they can't do i it. mean yeah absolutely i think it was only 2007
0: 2008 when i was in middle school and that shit still went on yeah and i feel like the only reason that i avoided more of it in high school is because people knew who my brother was and they were afraid of him um I don't know necessarily so much because he was like a bully or anything because he wasn't, but he wasn't shy about the fact that he had a gun and if you touch his sister, he'd just fucking blow your face off. He didn't give a shit. You're not touching my fucking sister. Fuck with me. And then as I got older, that's how I became too. I just told Doug that if I have another creepy man, because like in the area, women around here, especially my age, like to share information with each other. Like this guy... May not have he he's he's a fucking rapist. Stay away from him. We can't we can't you know he's not in jail for it, but we fucking know. Stay away from him. We all know these people. Wow. So like one of these guys is in in my messages. Sent me a message, and I thought I had him blocked on all these accounts, but apparently I didn't have him blocked on this one. And I just blocked him. Was just like not even gonna engage or whatever. But I told Doug, I'm like, I need you to take a picture of me with my Glock later, because this is the reply I'm gonna send them. That's it. Yeah. Don't fucking talk to me. Mm
1: -hmm. If I
0: ever see you and you confront me. I will fucking hurt you. Leave me alone. Like that's it. That's all I have. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's sad it's sad and I always get the when you're a woman that acts that way, which I would never act that way to somebody unless they specifically did something to provoke it from me. I'm not like a psycho, but I think that's why limit women have just learned to wear the proud the the the, the bitch badge right. proudly right. because if a man is calling you a bitch, a lot of the time it's because of shit like that. Right. Because this is how we respond yeah, now. Yeah. Because don't just it's take like a it's shit. like
1: a social game. Like girls are supposed to like smile and you know <laughs> like laugh at jokes aren't really funny. Like we're kind of brought up with this cultural idea that you know I mean at least around here where it's very patriarchal that if a guy says something nice to you or tells you you look nice you're supposed to smile. You're be supposed grateful, to, bitch. You're supposed <laughs> to be grateful. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole submissive attitude that the girls are like told like this is how you're supposed to act. But like when you go into the workforce, if a guy, you know, says something to you and you smile at him, then that's not a rejection. That's it's an open an door. It's an open door. So then he's going to take it to the next level. And then you're like, ah, like you're uncomfortable, but you just still smile. And it's like, so it's this dance that goes on until the guy literally fucking crosses the line. And then when the woman complains about it and says like, well, he was doing this and doing that. They're like, why didn't you report it that? It's like, what the fuck? Like you can't win. So you can't win that game. So you just got to be a cunt right off the bat. And I don't like to be that. But like. Guys, then that's how you gotta be to not end up playing that game, where finally you're just gonna be like, "Listen, I'm not into you like that." But anyway, that leads into a segue to my closing thing that I have here. All right, go ahead. Which is, um, since we're talking about great, we're talking about tits, tits and ass. Yep, ass and tits. There's a bird called a great tit. Right. And I was watching one of those documentaries that's you know not narrated by like the Winnie the Pooh guy. It wasn't him, but like you know, it's always. They're always oh, narrated the by British dudes. <laughs> what's that guy's name? Oh, shit. <laughs> I forget. You got to look it up. I'm looking it up. Because now everybody that's listening is going to be like, what's that guy's fucking name? But um, yeah, like, and all you hear, all you see is Winnie the Pooh and or Winnie Sock, and, but there's like nature shit going on and you're like... David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Like all nature documentaries are s- somehow narrated by British dudes, which they do have the best fucking voices. They do. They do have the best fucking voices. But um, so I'm watching this British like nature documentary because like Sean loves that shit. And the guy's like the great tit and I'm like what <laughs> and it's a fucking bird and it's just like you're such a dork I know it's just weird like and I was like thinking to myself this is the only way you should be saying great tits these days <laughs> like I want it great or gray great oh I thought tit. it was gray the great tits and I can't even do the British thing but right now because I'm like wanting to last laugh, so <laughs> like, but anyways like that's you they should be a meme of that Right, this is the only way you should be saying, ta- telling someone they have great tits, and they should have like the two fucking birds there in the background, right? And the other thing I learned too, which was a fun fact, you ever see your dog spin when he poops? I know you have. Yeah, for sure. They spin. Yeah, to like make a whole dog. circle, like right. they're watching for right. predators. They are facing north. What? They are trying to face north. You know what's
0: weird too is that um, sometimes my dog does that, but other times he like turns around and makes direct eye contact with me, and I feel like he's doing it because he's like, I'm vulnerable right now. I need you to watch my back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But they're poop compasses. Dogs are poop compasses. That's fucking. So if you get crazy. lost, hopefully your dog's with you. So like when he takes a dump, you can be like, always follow wherever Fido points his nose when he takes a dump. But it doesn't always work because solar flares affect mag- magnetics, whatever. But they study this thing about dogs forever because dogs have been doing it forever. That's never... Fucking awesome. And people theorized, right, that no, they're sp- like, they all these funny theories. Like they spin around because they're looking for predators before they have to. That's take what the I would guess. Yeah. So they're spinning, they're checking for snakes in the grass dogs aren't checking for snakes in the grass bitch that ain't why they do it that's like the dumbest thing i've ever heard they're spinning around looking for snakes but like actually keeping an eye out like one dog will watch another dog poop i do think that's a pack behavior like they're protecting yeah. each yeah. other but like no i guess this these people test it and they they spin and if there's no you know atmospherical interference from the fucking sun sun flares and shit like they will point north when they poop they don't like to do east south when they poop wow
0: is that that's fun? That's fucking awesome. That's, and we know I need that about, you to bring me these kinds of facts every single week. I
1: will. Because we know birds do it when they migrate and shit. We know yeah. birds do it and all that. Fly south for the winter. So maybe yeah. when dogs like go 15 miles to find their owner, that they get lost? Maybe it's because they just, every time they get a poop, they just follow the same direction, which is fucking one direction. I don't know how that relates. All
0: right, you lost me on that.
1: Like it's like a map inside their brain they're <laughs> making when they're pooping. Fucking dogs got better geographical skills than I do.
0: All right, well, that's uh that's just a fucking excellent note
1: to end on. I need to do this
0: every week. I feel so good You got good some right great now.
1: tits over there, Mike. <laughs> now, we need the sound of a great tit. We need this, the bird, so whenever someone says, you got great tits, Mike, you can play that bird sound. Be like, yes, yes, I do. Oh, shit. All right, well, that's all I have. So this is Juke signing off. And this is Mick signing off.